Hey folks, before we start the show, a reminder that we're in our fun drive for root words. If you like the show, and we hope you do, please consider following the link in the description to our donation page, or by visiting vermontfarmersfoodcenter.org. Any donations received by the end of July will be matched by the National Endowment for the Humanities. Your support helps us share these stories with the community. Now on to the show. Welcome to Root Words, a podcast that explores agriculture and cooking's role in connecting us to our landscape and our communities. I'm Stephen Abatel. Root Words is a collaboration between Vermont Farmers Food Center, Shrewsbury Agricultural Education and Arts Foundation, Shrewsbury Historical Society, WEXP, and many other community members. The project began in 2017 and was made possible by support from the National Endowment for the Humanities, as well as from this community. Throughout this podcast, you're going to be hearing stories from people around the Rutland County region in the heart of Vermont, a region rich in agriculture, family farms, a region that's a pastoral working landscape. These stories are going to be each little windows into what a regional food system really looks like on the community level. We're excited to introduce you to some passionate folks working with the land and with food and bringing communities together. So please pull up a chair and enjoy. In part one of our Growing Farmers series, we heard from Scott Corsell about his farm mentor, Greg Cox, and from Greg Cox about his farm mentor, Bill Clark. He wasn't a produce person for the longest time, but then as farmer's markets really reared up, he could see that as the next path, and he be, he started gleaning in, in Rutland County. Um, he started raffle. Uh, he, he started uh, um, the Vermont Farmer's Market, uh, instrumental in the Rutland County Farmer's Market. You, you can just go on and on and on, and most people have no clue how any of this starts. It's always, but going up, back upstream. Bill Clark is, is definitely in the water. <laughs> I don't think there is a more important individual in the history of agriculture in the state of Vermont. In this episode, we'll hear from Scott Corsell of Alchemy Gardens about what mentorship from Greg Cox meant to him and how he's paying that forward with an apprenticeship program, and we'll hear from one of his apprentices, Katie Stickney. We'll round the episode out with a few highlights from some innovative programs from Vermont's Black, Indigenous, and other people of color, Vermont's BIPOC farming community. All right, so on this episode of Root Words, we're talking again with Scott Corsell of Alchemy Gardens. How you doing, Scott? Good. Thanks for having me. Uh, describe a little bit of the farm incubation with with Greg. What did what did he provide for you? What was that? What did that look like for for the starting of uh, Alchemy Alchemy Garden? Yeah. So we had basically just one season under our belt of working. You know, six months on a vegetable farm that was going to the market, and and we learned a lot at Foggy Meadow for sure. Like we really learned a lot, and that was why we were there, you know, we were taking it seriously. And when we left there, the obstacles to starting a farm were like all, you know, capital considerations. Um, 
everything to do with getting the farm started was way more money than we could devote to the project. We basically had nothing to put towards it. And so, you know, what Greg gave us, he, he offered us a piece of his land to grow, grow on free of any charge. He provided the equipment, tractors and implements for us to use in order to run our farm operation. We used his walk-in cooler, his wash station. He gave us um, a propagation house, like a frame, a greenhouse frame that we built in Shrewsbury as a propagation house. And then everything else was basically provided by Greg. So we had no, you know, no real financial risk into the thing at all. And, you know, that's the other piece of, that's like the follow through, that's the follow up on his, his saying, you know, you could fail at the next 10 things you do and be all the better for it. Well, that's particularly true if you're not putting up, you know, going into debt um, to enter, you know, an unproven market as a new farmer. Like that, that's insurmountable for a lot of people. But for, to be able to do it with, with really no financial risk at all was actually the opportunity that allowed us to get our business up and going. So what do you so what do you feel is is yours and 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 alchemy's what do you feel is your uh, role in in teaching and support of 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 gardeners or another generation of of growers just trying to pay that forward to to folks who are new to it and passionate about it and excited about it and it's you know it's pretty cool to at times like recognize like see ourselves as folks that now have enough experience to like inspire and um, help to guide new and beginning folks and, and gardeners alike and all of that, you know, I don't get too hung up on making a distinction of like whether I'm helping farmers or gardeners or why it makes much difference or whatever, but um, just helping people to grow stuff and, provide for themselves and our community and all that is super exciting i see myself as more of a gardener's educator like i want to educate people to do it at home because that's actually what my passion is i still want to provide food in our community and i still want to be a farmer and you know we're in the process of purchasing this place and i can like definitely will strive to farm on here in creative ways but we're really taking a big step away from being one of the produce farms in Rutland County that's taking it on so it feels like a big question to to when you say like what do you think your role is it's just and I always have this piece of like I mean Greg is amazing because I've at times when I've wanted to maybe take a step back from farming as we do it, um, I've had this like nervousness about like revealing that to Greg after he like, you know, has had this goal to like make farmers. Mm -hmm. And, and like, am I failing if I like take a step back from that? And, and the reality is whenever I have that, conversations around those types of things with Greg he's just like the most supportive like I, it wouldn't matter what I, if I said like 
yeah, Greg, I don't have it in me. I'm not a farmer after all you gave me. And he'd just be like, man, you're just, you know, living life and like doing great and no failure. It's awesome. Look at all you've done and look at like what you can continue to do into the future. And for me, I just feel, I just keep moving towards this feeling of like, for me, that's, um, teaching gardeners and people to do it at home there. It's so, so important that we, and you know, what Greg would say in this conversation is he would be like, yeah. And people are working like all the time. And so many people just don't have access to the tools or the knowledge. And we have to feed these people. And Greg has always, you know, really had such a push for including bringing everyone to the table and providing the best quality food for the least, you know, people with the least access to it. Lindsay and I met teaching environmental science and, you know, when we got the farm started, that was something that we were still really passionate about. And it had all of that knowledge had been given so really freely to us through all of the farming mentors, which was basically all the farms around. If we had questions for folks, they were really, you know, forthcoming and, and thorough in their answers and their what the knowledge that they had gained over the years, which is really cool because that's what it takes. It just takes being out there and being observant and learning lots of details and bits and pieces. Um, and so, yeah, from the very start, from the very start, we weren't really in a position to be um, teaching anyone much of anything because we just had so much to learn. <clears throat> when we look back at our, like our going to our first market, it's just kind of like, Oh my God, how did we, how did we like feel comfortable? Like <laughs> feeling like that was enough stuff to go and present at the farmer's market. Like we were, we were crazy, but that was our starting point. We needed to start there to, get you know all of those lessons in and with all these farmers you know to be able to bounce stuff off um and so yeah it's always felt important to be paying that forward and you know running our farm out at boardman hill for so long and just being constantly reminded of greg's whole thing about growing the pie you know not thinking of of each other as competition but as you know like working together to grow the whole food economy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been constantly reminded of that and, and definitely wanted to pay that forward. And um, yeah, so we've always done a bunch of peripheral education stuff like in the community, whenever there's opportunities to do that. And that's something that I'm really excited about continuing to do. Um, and then more substantially, once we are into our sixth year i guess when we moved the majority of the operation up here to shrewsbury we started taking on two full-time apprentices for the summer season we basically modeled you know the experience we had at um foggy meadow not that we manage our farm exactly how he does or they do but um you know the basic arrangement of the thing being here from middle of April through the end of October and doing basically all that's involved in the farm, working really closely alongside of us. 
And then Katie came. This will be her fourth, I think, fourth year working with us. And so, yeah, she came as an apprentice with another um, apprentice that year and um, worked on the farm with us and then went off to work on some other farms and then came back with us and has been sort of just like we've moved towards it's basically Katie and I, you know, working on the farm and Katie more and more just doing like a ton of the field work. Um, and yeah, just, it's been so cool to work closely with someone like that over the course of years, um, just figure out all those rhythms and efficiencies to get to a point of feeling like you, you have something to mentor someone in like that. We really can uh, be a source of knowledge and <clears throat> hopefully, you know, hopefully also passing on those same messages that, that Greg was, has been instilling in us and Bill Clark was instilling in him and, you know, all positive. I recently caught up on the front porch with Alchemy Gardens apprentice Katie Stickney. In the first episode of this series, we heard from Greg Cox about how he was inspired by Bill Clark to be a lifelong learner and to build lasting institutions like Rutland's Farmer's Market that would continue to support new farming businesses. Greg, in turn, helped Scott establish his farm, inspiring him to not be afraid of the potential failures and to give freely what he had learned. And Katie's connections to the natural rhythms on the farm have inspired her to be more and more self-sufficient and to appreciate the beauty of life. <laughs> you know, the other day I was, um, I was planting tomatoes in the greenhouse and, uh, I mean, I find tomatoes pretty magical to begin with. I really enjoy like the trellising process and just how tall they get. And, you know, there's something, um, just sort of magnificent about them. And so I think like, you know, just being down like on your hands and knees and putting this little baby in the soil and knowing what it'll also, what it'll eventually or hopefully end up being. And then, I don't know, I was just, it sounds so funny, but I was like singing to them and talking to them. And I mean, it was out of tune and it was just like silliness, but I don't know, in my head, I was like, I'm sure they're going to appreciate this long term. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Awesome. I don't know. That's like, I don't know. I think sometimes the day-to-day -day tasks, like I'm just thinking, like I would love to describe a harvesting scenario for folks, but on those days, like you're just so tuned in on like, this is what needs to get done. And so it's all about efficiency and, you know, speed and all these things. So I feel like that wouldn't be a good example, but I feel like planting, I often mm -hmm. slow down and take my time and really recognize like, there's incredible power in seeding and planting and thinning. And I mean, you're potentially giving life to these little, little beings. <laughs> I only knew what I didn't want to do. Um, I was living in Brooklyn at the time and trying on a bunch of different hats, uh, none of which fit. And so for whatever reason, I decided to Google um, 
farm jobs in upstate New York. And I started uh, volunteering at a farm in the Hudson Valley a couple days a week. And then that just sort of um, lent itself to other farming opportunities down the line. I think I Googled like small farms in, I don't even, I think I might've just said Vermont. I don't think I was, um, I don't have, I don't think I had a, a distinct place in mind. Um, and theirs came up and then the farm that I was working for at the time, um, she was like, oh, I know them, they're good. You should, you should work with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I would consider it more of like a work exchange. So um, you receive a stipend, housing, all the produce you could imagine, and then there's a large educational component. Is that what you're getting from Alka? Like, is that what what, what Scott is providing with Alka? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, him and Lindsay both are incredible educators. They are incredibly intentional in the way that they grow. Um, I really feel like they're good parents to the plants and they just, they value, um, the life of the plant so much. And I just, I find that so incredibly refreshing. And I think too, you know, they just, they want to have a great quality of life and I think sometimes, you know, we get, farming is crazy. Farming can be really busy and insane. And that's wonderful, but it also is not sustainable long-term, I think. And I think Scott and Lindsay have a good balance of, of work and play. I would love a homestead. And just, I think um, just being able to, to help farms that are already established, just providing them with good employment is, is sort of my my niche <laughs> somebody that was in uh, somebody right now that would be in your shoes that you were in while you were in Brooklyn and you knew what you didn't want to do and you were looking to uh, you were looking for something else um, what, what might you say to that person about maybe that you know what would you say to them that might make them think oh maybe I do want to check mm. out farming I think honestly that it's okay to not know and I don't mean just like not knowing what you want to do, but I think being put in an environment where everything seems so alien, um, you know, that's how it felt for me at the time. Um, I mean, frankly, I looked very foolish in comparison to other workers on the farm, but I just was in such admiration of them. And it, it wasn't even at the time, like their relationship to food that inspired me. It was just this aura, this like vitality that they had that I found so appealing and I just knew I wanted more. So I guess, yeah, to anyone that was considering farming, I would say that it's okay to not know. And in fact, I think that's almost better because you don't come in with any preconceived notions and it's just, yeah, it's a, it's an environment that is conducive to learning, which I think anytime that we can stay curious is, it just, it keeps us youthful, it keeps us going. I think it provides a, a great quality of life. I mean, it's a, it is to me a living wage, all the produce you could imagine, um, a great learning environment, um, and just a community of folks that, 
at least I've had the good fortune of being able to show up at the farm and just love working with. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think it gets much better, you know, for work. Yeah, I guess it just makes me think of this whole thing that it's, um, just kind of this good thing that's passing through the generations, you know, that's what it takes. It takes, it takes people continually passing down this type of knowledge and these sorts of, you know, and the opportunities, um, to keep this ag scene going really positively where we live. And I'm excited that we have been able to be a part of that and that, you know, someone like Katie has come and and found work with us and with other farms around and and that provides a, a life that, you know, for her works really well. That's all great to hear. Yeah, that's exciting. And I I guess and I would thank you for uh the work that you guys have done in the in the community around that, you know, you have helped uh, create an, uh, a wonderful agricultural community here. Great work. Yeah, great work to um, all the folks that have been a part of it. Any any final thoughts on um, on this and growing the the idea of growing the next crop of farmers? Yeah, I want to. I want to like. I really like this idea of demonstration gardens still. And I really want all of the young folks growing up around here in Rutland County and I mean everywhere, but I would like folks to have the opportunity to be inspired about what gardening is. And um, I think the more we all can sort of have a positive experience around what that all means and just an exposure to it. You know, I, I never saw an organic vegetable farm, I don't think, at all growing up or had much um, concept of what that was about or that there were folks right in our community that were doing some of that, making a living that way. Um, and we've had kids that have come out um, for programs here that, you know, from from school in Rutland that have said similar things like, just that they're surprised. It's such a different way of making a living than like a lot of what they're used to or what they see. Um, Yeah, I I wanna get all these young folks out seeing an inspiring garden and having an experience with that. And I think that could do so much good for uh, our whole food scene and, you know, getting some people out there and doing this. Scott Corsell is passionate about inspiring people to grow even just a little bit of their food at home. But what if you are inspired to grow, but you're not seeing your identities represented in the farming community around you? According to a 2017 federal survey, only 13 black people owned farmland in Vermont, compared to 6,382 white people. Despite that enormous imbalance in land access in Vermont, BIPOC farmers are creating some really innovative models for growing new farmers. The Rutland-Bennington chapter of the NAACP is collecting resources for new and aspiring BIPOC farmers, as well as making partnerships with different farm agencies and land trusts. In Brattleboro, Vermont, the Susu Community Farm 
is an Afro-Indigenous stewarded farm and land-based healing center that elevates Vermont land and foodways and aspires to co-create an equitable and just culture for the global majority to thrive in Vermont that centers access to safe and affirming food, community, and job opportunities through programs like their Box of Resilience CSA program and workshops like Seeds of Our Ancestors, an herbal education program for people of color who are actively seeking to reconnect with nature and reclaim wisdom of their ancestors as a way of supporting healing for themselves and their communities. And throughout Vermont, a land access program called Everytown is working to ensure that at least one quality parcel of land in every community in the state will be held forever for stewardship by Black, Indigenous, and other people of color. The project proposes to collaborate with the Northeast Farmers of Color Land Trust to ensure new and aspiring BIPOC farmers will have access to land in Vermont. The Abenaki Land Link Project, championed by Don Stevens, chief of the Nolhegan Band of the Kosuk, grows food for Abenaki citizens by partnering with growers from around Vermont that plant traditional Abenaki crops with seeds provided by the Nolhegan Band of the Kusuk. Many of these seeds were originally sourced by Dr. Fred Wiseman and the Seeds of Renewal Project. We'll be hearing from many of the folks behind these projects, including the Seeds of Renewal Project, on future episodes of Root Words. This episode of Root Words was produced by Stephen Abatel and Scott Corsell, with special thanks to Katie Stickney. If you are a new or aspiring farmer in Vermont, there's a lot of organizations and agencies that are here to help. Find information from Vermont New Farmer Network, Intervale Center, NOFA, the Northeast Farmers of Color Land Trust, the Sioux Sioux Community Farm, the Abnaki Land Link Project, the USDA, University of Vermont Center for Sustainable Agriculture, and the University of Vermont Extension Online, just to name a few. Our musical themes are by the Salt Ash Serenaders. We are a project of the Vermont Farmers Food Center and SAGE. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of our local food system. This podcast has been made possible by generous support from the National Endowment for the Humanities. We'll catch you next time on Root Words.